today in the Duffelblog Newswire. 77 years after D-Day, a 97-year-old veteran has finally been awarded his letter of reprimand. William Wild Bill Kelso, who as a corporal in the United States Army helped storm the beaches of Normandy during World War II, suspected that something big was planned for his 97th birthday. But he never guessed that, his greatest surprise since the war, his former platoon commander, accompanied by two active duty military police, presenting him with a letter of reprimand. Quote, it took forever, but I finally got him, said 98-year-old former First Lieutenant Loomis Burkhead. He thought what he did was long forgotten. Well, by heaven, the Army may be slow, but it doesn't forget what counts, discipline, end quote. China, spy balloon was one week from retirement. Since the first sighting of a Chinese spy balloon by Montana residents on Saturday, January 28th, Coverage focused entirely on what the balloon was and where it was going, until a statement released today by Chinese authorities seeks to tell the world who the balloon was, revealing it to have been a family aeronautical device one week from retirement. Quote, the story of the Chinese spy balloon is one of unchecked American aggression. That balloon had a heart of gold. The hegemonistic pigs murdered it on live TV. End quote. Hundreds dead after Air Force dining facility runs out of truffles and Wagyu beef. From Joint Base San Antonio, Texas, hundreds of airmen starved to death after the base dining facilities ran out of gourmet foodstuffs, including truffles and Wagyu beef, sources confirmed today. Quote, last month we had to close down the sushi bar and now this, Lieutenant General Marshall B. Webb said during a press conference. The good news is there are a few hundred less mouths to feed, so we'll be able to stretch out the remaining beluga caviar and bluefin tuna for a few more days. Waffle House employees to teach Army combatives. The U.S. Army said today it would replace traditional combatives training with a new hand-to-hand combat program designed by Waffle House employees. According to sources, Top brass at the Pentagon have been impressed by the quick thinking and formidable fighting skills displayed by Waffle House staff during late night brawls with inebriated patrons. Quote, these individuals have proven themselves to be experts in the field of close quarters combat, and we believe they have much to offer our troops, end quote. Director of Naval Intelligence asking if anyone else has heard about this Ukraine thing. Quote, The DNI came in asking if I'd heard of anything out of the ordinary going on in Ukraine, said Captain Jim Porter. Obviously, I hadn't. I checked the news and wow, these kinds of things come out of nowhere, can't they? End quote. The Office of Naval Intelligence, responsible for analyzing maritime intelligence and consuming 35 percent of the world. If you haven't guessed already, these are all satirical news reports, (laughs) all from the site known as the Duffel Blog. Launched in 2012 by Marine veteran Paul Zoldra, the Duffel Blog has satirized every aspect of the military, from the Pentagon to generals to veterans and civilians. Read by thousands, including former secretaries of defense, the blog has a cult following and, as we learned today, is designed to not only entertain, but also challenge and encourage the military to think about itself and its policies. I'm Carrie viro and we chat with the Duffel Blog's founder, Paul Soldra, on today's episode of Army Matters.
Hey, Dan, you ready to go? I'm ready to go. Yep. Ready? Break. On you, brother. Hello, everyone. I'm Sergeant of the Army retired Dan Daly, and you're listening to Army Matters. Before I introduce our incredibly famous guest for the day, I got to also introduce my good battle buddy and my co-host, Les. Hey, Dan, good to see you on the net today. I'm Lieutenant General Child Leslie Smith, the 66th Inspector General in the Army. So we have a great, great person coming on the net with us today. We have Paul Zoldra. Now, I know everybody heard me just say incredibly famous, and you probably won't know his name, but when I'm tell you what he does, you're going to know as soon as I say it. Uh-oh. He's the creator of the Duffel Blog. The Duffel Blog? Now, come on, General. Even you knew what the Duffel Blog was yeah. when you were in, in the Pentagon. I did. Did you gather on there every once in a while on your Army computer? I did periodically to look at some of the, yeah. how they looked at some of the investigations that we had going on. And I'm not going to say what they said, but it was... Uh, Rather interesting, their viewpoints. Yeah. So this is good. Well, this is going to be a great show. And But you know, yeah. before we jump into it, somebody just handed me something. Is it okay if I read it? Yeah, you can read it. Sure. It's dated February 14th, Valentine's Day in 2015. <laughs> and it has a simple but effective title. Hmm. The hardest sergeant major of the Army rank. And do you know who number one is? Dan Daly. That's part of the duffel blog. And I looked at yeah. this picture. How old were you when they took this picture? Well, um, that was that picture's last week. No, 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 no. <laughs> see, I got him turning red. You guys can't see this, but he's turning red right now. <laughs> but let me read it real quick. When they gave this, I can believe it. It says, Sergeant of the Army, Daniel Daly, took the office office January 31st, becoming the youngest, hottest Sergeant of the Army since the position was created in 1966. <laughs> what? Every chain of command display across the Army is getting a little more delicious. Uh, Secretary of the Army, John McHugh, surfer boy, <laughs> Tan, gets some company with competition from Dreamboat Daily. Is that what they used to call you? Dreamboat Daily? All right. You know what? I'm going to have to. I'm gonna hold, have to hold on. Hold on. Let me finish. Let, let me could, retort. Allow me to retort. Let me just finish. Let me finish and I'll let you talk about it. Okay. 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 Go ahead. Sir SMA for Facebook age. Those baby blues are sure to get a few likes. He's an easy choice for number one. And that's why we like SMA Daily, because he's those baby blue eyes. But I didn't know it. I mean, but somebody really, they just gave it to me. They just <laughs> slid it under my table, yeah. and I was like, yeah. wow. Okay, go ahead. What you got to say to that? Was that sarcasm or jealousy? I, no, I that's not. One that was. Uh, both. Yeah, I both, because I don't have baby blue eyes. Mine are brown. Both. Oh, both. And, okay. and, yeah. But I, I thought it was pretty funny, and, and it was. I, I got I got, a, I got a funnier one here, too. And I'll tell you what, everybody listening has got to have their favorite. Okay, blog what is post, yours? But here's mine. Uh, Army Times, military working dogs are smarter than junior oh, I, officers. I agree with that. It, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. How about three eggs found, 18 lieutenants lost at base uh, Easter I, I egg believe, hunt. That yeah, probably yeah. happens every Easter. I probably every was one of those lieutenants when I was back in the day. Yeah. That's, good. That's right. Well, we can have fun with this all day, but I'll tell you what. You know what's going to be more fun? Okay. Let's get into it. Paul, welcome to the Army Matters Show. And let's uh, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us how you got started in the Duffel Blog. Thanks so much for, for having me on the show. It's, uh, it's a real honor to be here with, with both of you, especially Dreamboat Daily. Uh, I uh, <laughs> finally get to meet him uh, in the flesh. Paul, I'm going to have to get your address too, because I owe you a Christmas present. 
And it might be ticking. <laughs> How Duffelblog got the start, it's, uh, it started 10 years ago and you know, over 10 years ago now. And, you know, it really started without any kind of big plan or, you know, kind of vision for the future. I, I, when I first started, I just uh, figured I was going to write some funny stuff about the military. Yeah. Kind of share our, you know, side of military humor uh, with the wider public and, you know, kind of entertain fellow veterans, fellow service members like myself. And um, really how it all started was uh, I was in college in 2012. I got out of the Marine Corps. Thank you for your service, Paul. Yeah. Paul's a Marine. Thank you. Thank you. I only did eight years. So it's like, it doesn't even count. It's just like. Yes, it does. That's right. Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I like the Marines because whenever we're making fun of the Navy, the Air Force, the Marines right. always join in. That's why I like the but Marines. They're, they're the, That's true. You know, yeah. The ground force for the Navy. I was going to say something else, but we got to be. That's right. <laughs> you know, nowadays we have writers from. Mm-hmm. every branch of uh, of the US military except for the space force those those people are just way too new and their uniforms are kind of ridiculous so like we're we're still working on that but we have military service members from every branch and um you know the thing i've i've learned is uh it's like one team one fight yeah i used to be uh i was very much a i was a marine infantryman um i uh, very much subscribed to, you know, infantry is the greatest thing ever. And it you know, we're better than all of you. And we are <laughs> kind of like making fun of uh, the pogues and things like that. I mean, that's kind of like, you know, the thing that I I've learned kind of learning from all these other service members that write for duffel blog, we have, uh, all shapes and sizes, you know, men, women, different jobs, like services. And it's, uh, it's all valuable. It's all needed. Being a Marine grunt, you have this little tiny little window into your universe and it's very small mm-hmm. and no one tells you anything and you have no idea why you're doing something a lot of times. And to get that experience of, from everybody else, it's really been really helpful. And that's what a lot of the other writers at Duffelblog, they say that same thing. You know, They learn a lot more about the rest of the military. Maybe we need some Duffelblog you know, cohesion in there or something. I don't know. <laughs> but so as you mentioned, you're not the only one writing uh, this. It works less what, like a co-op. And then, and how do you develop the stories? And, and do you guys collectively come up with an idea? Walk us through that. Yeah. So the process has changed, changed over time, of course. But basically the first story was, it was me making a chair force joke. Air Force Colonel is uh, tired of chair force nickname and bans chairs. Uh, and this was about a Colonel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he bans chairs and he makes all of the airmen at MacDill air force base start using standing desks. A month later I started writing and then, um, you know, I did maybe one or two a week. And about a month later, I got this email from a soldier in Kuwait. He was like, look, I love Duffelblog. I think this is hilarious. Can I write for you? And I figured, okay, sure. Didn't plan on this. Didn't think that this was ever going to happen, but opened it up. It has kind of molded into a online version of the way The Onion kind of does things. Mm-hmm. A while, like a long time ago, I remember uh, listening to 
a uh, radio show about the onion and their writing process. And it was called inside the tough room. And uh, they, they talked about how they pitched every Monday. They came into a room, the writers came together and they basically had to bring in five headlines, just headlines. Uh, yeah. Really good headlines. And they had to pitch completely blind, like, or everybody else just sits there, listens to them. And then if you get, a laugh, two laughs, three laughs, or, you know, like thumbs up in the room, you know, it's a good idea. You can write that. If you don't get any of that, it's you throw that out. That's why they call it the tough room where like people are like withholding laughter. They're just like, <laughs> not going to do it. Like it's very much like this has to be really good and yeah. really smart. Where do you pick the people from? How, how do you get in the tough room? It's a process, you know, people apply. So basically now... Uh, the requirements are 15 headlines and a writing sample. That's actually a pretty good way to get an understanding of like, does this person have the ability to, to write for us? Can they write in the style of, of news writing? But also, do they have creative ideas for like mocking the military and like, you know, challenging the DOD and things like that? Uh, so we have a private Facebook group where you can come in and basically pitch your headline. No explanation, no added you know, description, nothing. It's like if the headline can stand on its own and you're getting a few like likes, comments, uh, other writers are chiming in and say, hey, that's a really good idea, then people write it. A lot of times people might have a good, maybe some sort of inkling of an idea that they start off with and then the comments kind of go below that. And you're talking about 60, 70 different people from various backgrounds. And they're coming in with all kinds of different random kind of ideas. I mean, just in the news, we have this Chinese spy yeah. balloon thing. And so like- <laughs> I, I was just going to read it, Paul. If you go to the Duff blog right now and their opening headliner is multiple F-35 shot down in three-hour dogfight with Chinese balloon. Um, <laughs> that's number one on the site, right? <laughs> that, that's that's number one on the page, yeah. And and it, I am in awe, not only the creativity of the article, but the diversity of the satire that you come up with on a regular basis. Yeah. So let's back up a little bit. So talk to us about your, your military expertise. Why did you decide to join the Marine Corps? We could argue that, but I'll, I'll leave that alone. Why the Marines? On September 11th, I uh, I walked into my history class. My my history teacher, I'll never forget it. He was sitting on his desk, yeah, and he was watching uh, the attack. Mm -hmm. You know, I just like walked in, and there he is. He's staring at the screen. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And we watched the history unfold in history class. Mm -hmm. I thought about military service, um, didn't really take it all that seriously though, uh, up to that point. I was very much like technical, like kind of a software nerdy kid growing up. And so I was thinking like, oh, I want to go in the, I want to go in the air force. Anyway, I end up going down the recruiting office and, uh, the recruiters are all in the same building and I went to go see the air force. Mm-hmm. This is not made up. I seriously walked in. Air Force recruiter was not there. I'm like standing out in the hallway, awkward and weird. And Marine recruiter calls from like in his office and he's like, hey, what's going on? What are you looking for? Oh, I'm, I'm here to see the Air Force. And he's like, 
yeah, they're not, they're not here right now. Come on in here, get in here. And he's just like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. And I just walked in and he's like, Hey, take a seat. And I sat down and I start talking to this, uh, this staff sergeant, but he was the person who got me interested in the Marine Corps. Initially, my experience growing up, uh, and like learning about stories is, is of the army infantry. Yeah. My dad was in the army, but he had a really close, a close friend. His name is Jesse Williams, actually, is a command sergeant major. Uh, he's a hero in, uh, in the Vietnam War. He would come and visit my old man every once in a while. And, and, and he told me about stories of, of him in Vietnam and, and mm -hmm. just the valor of him and his men. And that has had a really big uh, positive impact on me. Yeah. Did he even know that? I have no idea. You know, it's just by sort of happenstance that I end up going, you know, I learn all like these army stories and then I end up in the Marine Corps. Yeah, it's good. It, it still counts. So, you know, in your bio, it talks about you wrote to your your friend, there's not much going on here. <laughs> yeah. And then, then there was an uh, improvised explosive device strike in the area that you were. Can you describe that to our listeners and how it affected you? Sure. I was uh, deployed to Afghanistan in November, 2004. Yeah. It was mostly, uh, you know, to be honest, it was mostly a very boring and uneventful deployment. We ended up patrolling like every single day, you know, just driving around. It was this time of, of presence patrols. Yeah. Our battalion commander was like, just go out, just be there. We just drove around a lot and tried to get shot at. That was basically our mission and we failed repeatedly. Like we just never could get the Taliban to fire at us for whatever reason. Um, but 2005, we were on this patrol, like this mission to go basically escorting our uh, battalion XO. Uh, he was going to like tour the different bases, just kind of check things out. We we're coming from Jalalabad. We we're going over to uh, the Korngal Valley. So anyway, we we're going up this, uh, this one dirt road. I'm in the back of this uh, high back Humvee and it's uh, me and a couple of other, other guys and two of our interpreters. And we're on this boring drive down a road and we're like chatting and out of nowhere, the, the truck in front of me, like just blows up. I'm looking sideways and then suddenly it's like, I look to my left and there's the truck just blowing up and you're like, what did that just happen? Like that's real life. Yeah. I'm actually in a combat zone. The hood flew off. It ended up like landing right where we were. And my driver thankfully like hit reverse and got the hell out of there uh, and backed up. Nobody was killed. It was it was uh, bumps and bruises. Basically, the uh, they waited. Mm -hmm. They waited like five, ten more seconds. They would have taken out the uh, the very unarmored high back Humvee that I was in for the longest time. I just questioned why they didn't wait five, ten seconds. Uh, <laughs> eventually, got over that. Kind of a brief period of WTF. Okay. Then we pulled security, tried to like find the the bomber. He was on the ISR radio laughing at us and like 
it pissed us off really bad, but we never found him. You know, it was just like uh, just battling a ghost. Yeah. And then uh, next day, went right back down that road. Only way out. Yeah. And nothing happened. Join AUSA, the Army's premier professional association and host of the largest land power exposition in the United States. AUSA is open to everyone, including all ranks and components. So whether you have a relationship with the U.S. Army or simply want to honor those who serve, you can learn more at AUSA.org join. So, Paul, um, again, many of our listeners have seen your site and seen your work, but they may not know that you've been mentioned by some very famous people, the late John McCain, General Retired Mattis, uh, or Honorary Matters, the former SecDef. When did you feel like Duffelblog was starting to become a success? Yeah. You know, when I first started Duffelblog, uh, I was in college at the University of Tampa. And it was sort of somewhat, you know, getting there. People were uh, posting about it on Reddit uh, and people were sharing it a little bit on Facebook. It was growing very slowly it's not an overnight success. And one of the things I was looking into was actually going army ROTC, doing a master's program and maybe going back in the army as an officer. I was like, hmm, kind of like maybe I go back in the military. I don't know. And right around this time, army times, military times, they had reached out and they wrote a whole article about duffel blog. And it wasn't just army times, you know, it wasn't just one of the sites. It was every single site they posted like military times and like army, Navy, all of them. Yeah. I remember I had about like 8,000 fans on Facebook. And then the day after they posted up, it went to 20,000. Like it was crazy growth. Wow. All of a sudden duffel blog was, you know, known. That's a huge jump from eight to 20,000. What's the most notable fans of your site? <laughs> I think Secretary Mattis uh, is, is probably the most well-known. I, I, you know, one of the things that uh, I loved seeing is um, when, when General Mattis was actually at the, uh, he was at Stanford and um, he put it in his bio at the end. Like it was this whole, you know, General Mattis has done all these different things, uh, all these various commands. And at the bottom, it says, you know, he has been frequently satirized by duffelblog.com. <laughs> I just, I just found it to be like quite amazing. And, and General Mattis, we created almost like a, a, a caricature of him uh, that, is it played upon uh, his myth that people believe. Like, you know, like, I mean, you can see this now in, in the internet land, you, like famously, there's this picture of, of General Mattis holding a grenade and it's like St. Mattis. Yeah, there's quite a few of them out there. He has this like mythical kind of status as the ultimate warrior general. He has earned this. I mean, he was, you know, in Operation Iraqi Freedom, First Marine Division, you know, Afghanistan, all this other stuff. 
just a good example is like we made we made a story about how he was like he used like a like networking cable to choke out an insurgent in Fallujah, like, you know, on his way to the the tactical operations center, you know, he like he used like a an a high-tech phrasalator that will help you with uh, Arabic translation, but he also, you know, knocked out a insurgent with it. Um so we just we just like just run with it. You just run with it. Yeah. And he's been really good about it too. It's like he's always been of the mind of like, Hey, you know, it keeps us on our toes and you know, it's all, it's all good fun. Like we don't take ourselves too serious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got, you got to embrace that as a senior leader. So Paul, we, we run a podcast. Obviously you're on it now. We get lots of comments. What's, what's the craziest fan mail you've ever received? Hmm. Get any threats by leaders or anything like that? Okay. So I can't say who, but I will tell you that we have made fun of general officers who did not enjoy being made fun of. And they've asked us to change or remove the article. And I will not do that. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I'll modify that. If you're a junior enlisted type, if you're very low on the totem pole and we have taken an image of you from like the Divid's website and we use that in an article, um, we've gotten emails sometimes where, where people are like, this is giving me a hard time. You, you're kind of, you know, it's like shining a light on me and my chain of command. And I'm, so I'm like, all right, no worries. Like, I don't want to get you, you know, in trouble or whatever. No problem. But then there's like things where- You mean all I had to do was write in to get my picture off the duffel blog? Is that how easy this is? is- well, not you. It doesn't apply. Yeah. You're, you're, if it's like- I'm if a little it's, offended I wasn't one of your best fans I think it's either, like keep going, keep going. I think it's like <laughs> E7 and above is probably my cutoff maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, set the record straight. Did I ever write into you? Did I ever write into you? You did not. As far as I know, you enjoyed every time we've made fun of you. So we gave some homework assignments and we wanted to talk about some of those. uh, (laughs) So take this one. So the Army standardizes thinking outside the box procedures. How did you come up with that? It's brilliant. (laughs) Well, okay. So the thing is, one thing I have to say is like, I can't say I came up with it. You know, like this is a team exercise. Okay. It's a team effort and I'm the editor. Thinking outside the box procedures, I mean, the Army standardizes that thing, doesn't that? that yeah, that, you're right. That makes right. a lot of it's sense brilliant. if you think about it. Like, that sounds like something the Army would potentially think of that. They're like, yeah. They're like, oh, wait, wait a minute. I can envision a innovative officer in the Army that's like, all right, we got to think more outside the box. And then, you know, somebody at the Pentagon is like, well, we got to, we can't do that yet. We got to standardize the procedures, make sure that we have this communicated all across the force. We don't want any willy-nilly outside-the-box thinking to ruin the honor of the Army. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I'm just guessing. I don't I don't have okay. any insider knowledge. But <laughs> Okay. Hey, 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 really, really brief. Like, we'll just do one more. 
So you got to explain this one to me. So the Army Commission's first CrossFit chaplain, <laughs> and then the subparagraph says, debt lifting his way to heaven. And the pictures for our listeners is a guy with uh, two 45 <laughs> or 50-pound uh, kettlebells kettlebells with, with a, a chaplain stole with a cross. This is wild. Talk to us about that one really briefly. Well, I, I would say that is uh, definitely satirizing uh, the CrossFit uh, worshipers. Yeah. Not aficionados, but the CrossFit worshipers in, in the military, of okay. which, which there are many. Now, yes. I'm, I'm not saying there is a problem with CrossFit. Right. Okay. It's good. Fitness is good. You should definitely work out and improve yourself. But but come on. I mean, I've I've run into uh like CrossFit fans and like like hi, nice to meet you. You know, what's your friend time? This is not conversation. What your your time on a workout is. Um, but <laughs> they're obsessed. They're obsessed with it. That's all yeah, they talk. It's obsessive. Right? It's yeah. like comp, you know, you get get some other hobbies. Before we close out, we all have our favorite stories on there. Less uh announced my favorite story. You wouldn't believe how much uh, attention that drew on the Sergeant of the Army when you said I had those baby blue eyes. But uh, Paul, what's your favorite story ever on the Duffel Blog? My favorite story ever, it's just a really goofy, it's from 2012. Uh, so it's it's definitely, uh, it's near and dear to my heart, but it's like dozens wet after Coast Guard Cutter capsizes off Florida coast. It's very goofy and like really like immature. And then they like at the end of it, they have their after action report at the local bar where they discuss like the the sinking. I don't know why, but I just love it. It's this very like dry uh, humor that the writer had that I, I just tend to love. If I had one more to give you, it's it's definitely the Gitmo uh, Guantanamo prisoners getting GI Bill benefits. And the reason why I picked this one is because this ended up uh, making national headlines. And um, I remember that it was amazing. Like a constituent of, of uh, Senator Mitch McConnell ended up writing to him asking about it. McConnell's office wrote a letter to the Pentagon asking what's going on here why is this you know a thing uh that letter ended up getting into the press and it became this whole thing about like it's you know it came from the duffel blog and we all got a good laugh we just we were just amazed like how could this possibly have happened yeah now the the fbi didn't go knocking on the door did they i mean it, it didn't come yeah, I I was expecting that for for the <laughs> yeah. longest time. I was like, "Am I going to get in trouble for doing this stuff? Like making fun of the Department of Defense? Like, what's the rules here?" So on that subject, Paul, and this is the last one: Were you ever afraid to write something? Is there an area you said, "Man, we can't go there"? I think as long as you have a really good target of your satire of like what you're focused on, uh, you know, and a, a good target of your criticism, then. Nothing's really outside of bounds. It's when you haven't picked the right target. Uh, that's when you get into trouble. We punch up. We don't punch down. You know, we punch up at a general, not at a private. Things like that. Like these are these are concepts that I think are are really important, and it's something that I reinforce with the writers too. It's it's uh, people. You know, 
the uh, whoever it were were mock and make fun of they need to be deserving of the criticism and then usually you can get away with it that's let us get into really controversial issues and challenge some really controversial things when it comes to like mental health things like that there's a lot of things that you can say about that and humor using humor to do that is is a good way i want people to be um you know, at the end of reading a Duffelblog article, I want them to be uh, either entertained, um, I want them to be laughing. And if they're not entertained or laughing, then I want them to be thinking deeper or challenged on something. Like sometimes we'll write an article that's not funny at all, but it's really, really cutting and really makes you think deeply. And those are valuable too. You know, we try to be more on the entertaining side, but sometimes we'll do those uh, here and there when and if we can, we have that opportunity. Outstanding. Well, Paul, I know we could talk to you all day and I have one final question for you, Paul, before we sign off today is uh, now that you've met me, you see me firsthand. Am I still the dreamiest SMA ever? Let me answer that. Yes, you are. SMA. <laughs> You're lovely. We love you, man. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. But I was not the writer of the article in question. Oh, my um, goodness. But I, I got to say, I can't wait to share that I have met Dreamboat Daily in the flesh. <laughs> in the flesh. In the flesh. And I can definitely share and relay that, uh, that yeah. You, He's still number one. You're definitely number one. Yeah. The, at like. There's no one. There's no other SMAs. As you get older, you know your self-esteem starts to lower, and it's it's indicative of being aging, right? But that confidence boost you just gave me, Dan. If it if it makes you feel any better, man, I'm gonna come by and tell you that you're a good-looking guy every day. I still got it. I still got it. <laughs> yeah, you still got it. Yes, Paul. Thanks so much for coming out and sharing your story. Thank you so much. It's been uh, it's been really great to talk to you. Just one final thing before we go. We'd like to give a shout out to the General Creighton W. Abrams AUSA chapter, located in Wiesbaden, Germany. On December 22nd, they held a father-daughter gala in the ballroom of a beautiful local palace. Dads and daughters dressed up, had ballroom dancers walk them through dance steps, and then dance to music ranging from Taylor Swift to Strauss waltzes. It was a great event that cast a spotlight on the chapter for the local community. Congrats to everyone involved. If you or your chapter would like to be profiled on the show, please email us at podcast at AUSA.org. Hua. To all our listeners, thanks for joining us. Army Matters is brought to you by the Association of the United States Army, the U.S. Army's professional association. Member-supported, Army-connected. Visit us at AUSA.org for more information or to become a member. Your membership helps AUSA continue to carry out its mission, educate, inform, and connect with the Total Army, our industry partners, and supporters of a strong national defense. Today's episode was hosted by Lieutenant General Retired Les Smith and SMA Retired Dan Daly, an anchor hosted by Carrie Barrow-Heckes. Anthony Del Call is the producer and writer, and Andy Bosnack is the supervising sound editor. Unzinga Curry is the executive producer, and the senior producers are Carrie Barrow-Heckes and LaSharon Duncan. 
Special thanks to Lauren Hall and Terry Perriman for their help. Be sure to subscribe to Army Matters wherever you get your podcasts and please leave a review. As you know, we love seeing stars in the Army, especially if it comes in the form of a five-star review. AUSA's Army Matters podcast, primary purpose is to entertain. The podcast does not constitute advice or services. While guests are invited to listen, listeners, please note that you're not being provided professional advice from the podcast or the guest. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect the views of AUSA. For questions or to provide topic recommendations, email us at podcast at AUSA.org. I'm with Sharon Duncan. Hope you have a great Army day. Hooah.